All right. Um, so tonight we want to start. I want to start with actually um, a short video clip that really touched me. And um, truly, Cat, wherever you are, you might. I was just going to say, just preach it. I'm just going to sit right here, and you could have just taken us there, because you couldn't have known, but you will know that what God gave you is absolutely the perfect precursor to this. Um, so as we're entering this Christmas season, and as as uh, how did you say it, Cat? Let me let me read the way you said it, because it was really good. The days of being in the dark are over. The light is pouring in. That is the glory of God on you. These were just phrases I picked up. And you're coming out of hiding. Yeah. Here we go. Touch our hearts, Lord. Let me tell you a story. In the beginning was the Word, who was with God and was God. And without him, nothing would have been made. There would be only darkness. Before God breathed life into man and woman to care for all that was created, Before there were the beasts of the field to roam the earth. Before creatures of the sea and creatures of the air. Before there were markers in the sky to guide our way. Before the dry ground and fields of wheat. Before the heavens separated from the earth, before all things were created, there was only darkness. But God spoke. Let there be light. And light was born, spilling into the darkness bring comfort where there's fear, hope where there's dismay, life where there's death. This light, this word, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So that every heart can have its new beginning. <sighs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. You're not just what this season is about. You are what all of life is about. You are life. You are the very breath that we breathe. You're everything, Jesus. You're... You are the one that brings the, the hope, the comfort, the light, 
the truth, the grace, the mercy, all of the fullness of the Father, Jesus, was represented in, in, in full by you. And so we're so grateful, Jesus. <laughs> you are our reason for living. And I'm just asking tonight, God, as I, as I share a little bit, this is, this is all about you. This is you, your truth coming and releasing us into, into, the, into the very fabric of your heart so that we can be our true self, so that we could just move out from out of the darkness into the light, fully into the light, enjoying who we are, celebrating who you say we are, living the love from our hearts, from the depth of our hearts, with a wholehearted <laughs> grace and peace and joy. God, you so loved the world that you gave your son. You so loved the world. You so love, Father. You so love us that you've given us Jesus so that we might know you fully, Father. I was worshiping a few days ago and um, I was starting to think about that that 400 years from Malachi to the Gospels in, in the Bible. And, um, you know, I went to seminary and, and I learned some, some good things there, but, but I'm also learning that um, sometimes we learn things and we just repeat them because it's what we learn and we aren't really thinking about it so much. And so that, that period of time has been known as, as the 400 years of silence. And I could understand why they put that tag on it because we don't have a... We were missing like a prophetic word or unction that was captured anyway in scriptures. But I, I started thinking about this 400 years of silence while I was worshiping on the keyboard. And, um, and God started to, um, he started to touch my heart and show me. He said, he, he wanted me to think about this, not just to repeat. Wow, that must have been really hard with 400 years of silence. And... Um, he was kind of asking me the question, son, do you really think that's true? I think I was silent for 400 years. <laughs> no, Lord, no. And, uh, you know, he, he brought me to, um, he brought me to a scripture. I mean, by this time I'm already sobbing because he's, he's like, he's just reminding me, you know, my, my, my heart, the tenderness of my heart, it never changes. It's never changed throughout all of history. Sometimes we think that when Jesus came, that's when everything was unlocked. No, when Jesus came, that's when everything was made clear. There's a difference. Because the Father's heart was always the same before then. But Jesus came to show us the way the Father's heart really was. But, but as God was asking me that question, do you really think I was silent for 400 years? The next, the next scripture he brings to my heart is the one from Isaiah chapter 49 verse 15 and in it God's people said this is uh, verses 14 and 15 God's people said Lord the Lord has turned away and forgotten us anybody here feel that ever I know, I know it's not just them we all can get in that place sometimes God 
in, those, in our not so good times, in our not so good days, we're saying, God, do you see me? Do you know what's going on? Listen to his response. The Lord answered, Could a mother forget the child who nurses at her breast? <laughs> Could she fail to love an infant who came from her own body? And he says, even if a mother could forget, what he's saying is, hey, I, I created mothers to love and to nurture their children. But even if a mother could be so deceived as to not love her own child, I will never forget you. He says to you, I cannot forget you. I can't. Every moment of every day of your life, in including the ones where, where you're wondering where God is, he says, oh, I'm right here. I'm right here in my heart for you. It never changes. I'm with you no matter what. No matter what you've done, no matter what you haven't done. My heart for you does not change. And so he reminded me of this because he said, he was reminding me this promise came well before that supposed 400 years of silence. See, he has promises after promises after promises, and they're not all in the New Testament. There's lots of them in the Old Covenant of his heart, his love, and, and his, his promise to take care of us. And he says, do you think I can go back on those? He says, I'm, I'm the only one in, in all of history who's never broken a promise. I cannot. What's interesting is there's this, there's a nurturing mother's heart in our Father God. It's actually very, very clear. It's in Scripture in many different ways. Even, even the, the word El Shaddai is a very nurturing, motherly name for God. Jesus himself said, you know, to, oh, oh Jerusalem, how God would have taken you, you know, as a, as a mother hen taking the chicks. And if you've seen a mother hen, if you try to go after her chicks, watch out, because it could get nasty, right? They're going to protect their babies. He's saying, Israel, that's the kind of love I have for you. That promise is for us. Every promise for Israel comes to us through Christ, right? But I'm saying that nurturing, that mama nurturing heart, we all need that. And the reality is, is that a lot of us, a lot of us didn't get that. We weren't nurtured, we weren't comforted growing up. And if we, if we only see, we, we sometimes, I guess, have stereotypes of what a father is, what a mother is. A father can be nurturing and comforting as well. But we certainly often think of mothers that nurture and hold and comfort. And many, many of you didn't receive that. And the Father wants you to know, this one who's created us, male and female, in his image, he wants you to know, I have that mother's nurturing, comforting heart for you. I want you right now, just before we go on, I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. And, and to allow, I don't know if you've ever really thought about this, Sometimes we're always trying to get it right for God. And he's like, no, actually, I just, I just want to hold you. And in our worst moments when we think we're, we're blowing it and God couldn't possibly 
accept us. He says, oh, could you, could you just let me comfort you? I want to hold you. And I see the, the, the mothering arms of Yahweh that are, that are holding you. And I just hear this song. Just hearing a song over you. you don't have your act together I never asked that of you just let me hold you cause my love has a way of letting the pain go my love has a way of overcoming fears cause you are my child the one that I wanted, the one that I love to sing over. Just let me love you. Just let me love you. Just let me hold you. It's going to be okay. I'm right here with you. It's going to be okay. Yourself at home. 
in my love make yourself at home in my love oh So go ahead and tell him. That you receive. That Yahweh's mama's heart of compassion, of mercy, of tenderness. So, so much tenderness. Just receive, just acknowledge, yeah. I need this, I want this, I want more of this. (laughs) Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Sometimes we just, you know, we get so caught up in the, the hectic pace of life and we don't, we often don't just sit and receive. And I want to tell you, this is not just something he'll do here. He'll, he'll do this with you really anytime you need it. He showed me something else as I was, as he was still telling me, I'm still, I'm still worshiping at the keyboard and he's, he's telling me how he wasn't silent for 400 years. <laughs> and uh, he said, remember Simeon? Remember Anna? Here's a, here's a picture. It's in Luke 2. He said, remember them? I'm not going to read all this right now, but you had a man who was waiting his whole life for this moment because God told him this moment was going to come. There was going to come a Savior. And he says, now my eyes have seen. Now it's okay. I can go be with the Lord because, Lord, you promised. Well, I have a question. How could the Lord promise? How could he have known this was coming if God wasn't talking to him the whole time? God was not silent. And the same thing with Anna. It says she was a, a widow. And uh, honestly, there's two different ways of translating the scripture. Either she was 84 years old, or it's quite possible she was actually more like 100 and something, 101 or something, but very far along in age. She was waiting her whole life. She, was, she gave her whole life to worshiping the Lord. I, I just don't think anyone would be in there in the house of prayer night after day, day after day, night after night, if they weren't getting some kind of connection Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And here's another one. Where do you suppose Zechariah and Anna got it from? Simeon, sorry. Simeon and Anna, where do you suppose they got it from? It's from their parents. I am sure their parents (laughs) grew them up in the ways of the Lord and their parents before them. How How about Mary and Joseph? Same thing. They grew up in families. They had a grid. Yes, they were blown away by the angels, but they had a grid for the Lord because the Lord wasn't silent. People remembered. It's the remembering. And he's speaking to us all the time. And he has spoken to all of his kids throughout history. And really quickly, just 
just that notion about the generations when I said, where does, where does Simeon and Anna get it from? Well, from their parents. I just want to remind you of something that the legacy that we're leaving for our children is so much more important than we understand. And again, a lot of times we're just trying to make it through our lives. I just want to, I just want to make it through another day. And, and we're not understanding the longevity. We're not understanding the big picture and why it is so important that we're raising up our kids to know the truth because they will carry it on. Even if they stray for a while, which one of us, if you were older, which one of you didn't stray for a little while? Any of you? Do you know what I'm saying? We all, we all are, are searching. We've all been on a journey. If it weren't for the Lord, we'd all be in trouble, right? But I'm telling you, every seed we're planting in to those next, to the next generation, they're, they're finding good soil and God is going to bring those kids up. He's going to bring them back. I just speak that over you who have kids that are, that are, that are wandering at the moment. The Lord knows what he's doing and the, and the seeds you sowed in are so important. And if you don't have your own children, you still get to build a legacy into the next generations. Whether that's being the coolest auntie or uncle in the world that knows Jesus and loves well, whether it's you know being a spiritual mom or dad, whether it's being a teacher, I don't know. We, there's a lot of ways that we can build into that next generation. So here's the amazing thing. Simeon and Anna waited a long, long, long time for this promise to come through, right? But, but they knew because God puts this thing into us called hope. And what, and hope is a tangible substance, faith, hope, and love. These three things remain. It says in, in first Corinthians, greatest is love, but faith, hope, and love remain. Hope is that knowing inside of you that knowing because the spirit gives it to you that good is coming that God is keeping his promises it's the best way I've described it is is because here we are in Christmas season it's like it's like a little you know a five-year-old that can't go to sleep the night before Christmas they're so excited because they know what's coming the next day right They've experienced it before. They know what's coming. Or how about, you know, they're going to go to Disneyland. They can't wait. And they ask you about it every day if you told them several weeks ahead, right? That's called hope. That's a tangible substance because they know good is coming. I'm telling you, he puts that inside of us. And every time we exercise that, meaning every time we, we go ahead and acknowledge good is coming, I just know it. In spite of my circumstances, I know that good is coming. I can't help it because it's in here. And when we actually speak it out and choose to agree with him and stay in the race and keep going, that hope somehow is reserved forever. Isn't that wild? God says, that so pleases me faith, hope, and love. I'm going to preserve those things forever. Isn't that awesome? So they're waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting. But they get to see the promise fulfilled. Jesus said a really interesting thing in John 16, 21. He said, a woman in childbirth suffers because her time has come. But when she has given birth to the child... She forgets the suffering in her joy that a human being has been born into the world. I want you just for a minute to think about some of the promises, some of the things you've been waiting for in your life. We've all been waiting for things. Personally, and I will, I will 
say even, even more collectively, corporately as the body, we've been waiting for a big move of God. And it's been coming, and it's been coming, and it's, it's happening around the world, but there's something bigger coming by a long shot. And in the not very distant future, everything in me knows that. And there's, some, and there's things inside of us personally as we've been waiting on things. You know, maybe some of you, it's waiting for that right person, waiting for a relationship. You know, for some of you, you're actually waiting for healing of a relationship or restoration of a relationship. Maybe you're waiting, you know, waiting on God for promises of, of a career or I don't know, you know, even, even just what, what should my life supposed to be about? Because, because God's told you there's certain things, even if some of you say, well, I don't feel like I hear God. I promise you there are ways he's talking to you all the time. And there are things you just know when you're knower and you're not sure how it got there. That's God talking to you. And there are things that you know about your life, things that you know that you're born for, things that get you excited, you know, that, that float your boat. That's how he created you. And I want to tell you, some of the things in your life that don't feel like they've made sense to this point, they're going to start coming together. I, they're going to start converging. You're like, oh, that's what that was about. Oh, that's why I had that weird job for a while. Oh, that's why I ran into this person. He has a way of bringing together these things that seem like they're separate events. But I'm telling you, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. And things are coming together in your life for a very specific purpose and a very specific time. I want you to see like the promises you've been waiting for. Just, just kind of visualize them as a baby. I know that's maybe a little bit weird, but think about them as a baby. Just the promises that you've been waiting for. Because if you think about a mama who has a baby in her womb, that baby's already alive. It's already growing. Just haven't seen it fully yet, right? And that's what's happening with a lot of promises that God has made. Oh, he's growing it. It's, it's coming. That baby's getting bigger, and there's going to be the right time where you'll see it if you have not seen it yet. So take hope. Hope, remember? That, that thing that you know good is coming. I feel like I'm personally, this, this is going to sound odd as a man standing here, but I am so pregnant with purpose. Like I can't stand it. It's so, it's so real. It's so tangible. Um, some of the things that I have been asking for and crying out for and, 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 uh, you know, believing God for because something in my nowhere knows it's coming, but I'm telling you it is, we are on the verge of something we've never seen before. And, and sometimes we hear those words too much, and so we kind of get desensitized to them. I, I, I'm, I've been there. All I can tell you is this has nothing to do with something I read on the Elijah list or whatever. Those things are all great. This is something in here. Um, I want to share more with you in a minute. Um, I'm really actually super excited about this. But first, I want to actually I want to ask Susan to come up. She, um, she had a, an amazing uh, vision here at Blazing Fire that I wanted to share because it fits in here. And we're gonna just we're gonna go after some things believing God together. So Susan, come on up. Yeah, Russ, uh, we were at a meeting this week and Brent mentioned something about the intercession room in heaven, and I'm going, wait a minute, this sounds really familiar. And um, so I had to go back in an old journal and pull it out. 
and I don't even know where we were. Where were we in October of 07? <laughs> Anybody remember? Anyway, it was maybe Harvest or Church on the Hill. Okay, it was at Church on the Hill then. Okay, um, in worship, and I had this experience. Um, and it's so long ago, and I haven't really remembered it for a while, so I have to kind of refer to this, but... I was like walking on daddy's arm. We were walking up some stairs and it was just just so good just being there with him and feeling his comfort and feeling his his goodness and his love. And then I realized we're we're walking and we're like at the end of an aisle like this and I look down the aisle and there's Jesus and it's like I'm realizing oh my goodness I'm I'm in a wedding dress. And he's walking me down the aisle, and Jesus' eyes are just so on me, just so focused. I'm so the center of his undivided attention. And Daddy walks me down. And of course, as you would in a wedding, kind of very, very, with great, great, great pleasure, (laughs) kind of hands me to Jesus. And we're just there, and I'm just like, kind of overwhelmed as we get when we're, we're so close to him and we're, we're in that place of being um, just aware of nothing but him. And then, then uh, you know, these vision things, uh, very quickly it seemed, it, we went to this place where we're under a hoopah and we are throwing a baby up in the air together. Brent started talking about the baby too. I'm like, okay, that was there too. Um, and then from there, Jesus led me into a room that was off to the side of the throne room. Because at this point, we were in the throne room where the wedding had taken place. He walks me off to this room on the side. And he says, this is the intercession room. And it was it was beautiful, de- decorated, red, rich red colors. I don't remember it super clearly now, but in the center was a huge, huge golden bowl, just huge, I don't know, 10, 15 feet across, something like that. And there were four angels standing around this bowl. It was right next to the throne room, and there was an amazing aroma coming off the smoke, this aroma coming off of that bowl. And every so often, each one of those angels had a huge fan. And then the aroma hit just the right fragrance, whatever it was. They'd start fanning it into the throne room. Because what that was was a culmination of an answered prayer. And they're fanning it into the throne room. And then a decision gets made there amongst the heavenly creatures and the Father. And they send it back to the intercession room and then I looked out and all around the intercession room were all these like portholes they looked like but they weren't quite portholes they were actually like telescopes going down to the earth and what they were were like portals to the earth and when the intercession came up through those entered into that bowl whoa became part of the aroma and then at the fullness of time got fanned over to the throne room and then sent back to earth as an answer through those same portals and I knew that the uh, what the Lord was trying to get through to me was 
our prayers are answered when we are in that place of such intimacy with him that we look down through those portals with him and we're seeing how heaven sees earth and we start praying we start praying in total alignment with how heaven is seeing earth which is nothing like what we would see with our natural mind and our natural sight and it just a tiniest bit of increment of faith whoa just the tiniest increment of faith is what's required what he's asking for is we stand with him and we look at our situation at our world from heaven's perspective and just agree with him whoa because it will be done on earth as in heaven when our prayers match his Wow. Just going to let that one soak in for a moment. The truth. Mm. Something, um, something's been happening in, in my heart in a different way in this last week or two that I, that I can't take a lick of credit for. I really can't. It is just simply because God is shifting something again. And there's been an invitation into the very place of what Susan was just talking about. He even gave me a dream that was about um, about marrying someone, but it was about marrying him in, in intimacy, in, in worship. And in that place... You know where the Bible says, ask what you will and it will be given to you, right? And that's really confusing at times because we're like, wait a minute, I asked. Didn't really see what I, what I asked for. But, but there's, there's actually a, there's a way in which it has to happen. And that is in, in a deep place of abiding. Mm-hmm. And that word abiding, you know, I, we abide in me as I abide in you. That's not really a word we use a lot. And so sometimes it doesn't even have a lot of meaning. It's talking about a depth that he has to draw us into where in that place we get lost in him and and therefore it's in that place of abiding that we start asking without even almost without even thinking about ourselves it's simply oh god i see your heart and we start agreeing with him and he says done 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 i was very encouraged uh talked to doug addison last week and who's coming new year's eve he was sharing something that really so resonated with my heart. This, I hope this really it helps and, and, and encourages some of you in here. He said, he said, you know, when we pray, God always answers. He always answers, but we're not always seeing that answer in the t- as quickly as he wants. What he said is that that answer is coming into, it's, it's in a storehouse for you. Because, because Papa, who's outside of time, he knows what, even if our requests aren't exactly always spoken, whatever, in the, in the precise way, he knows what our heart is. He knows what we're really asking. He's like, that thing that you're really asking, I'm going to do that for you. And, and then when we don't, sometimes when we don't hear back, we're thinking, well, what's wrong? Does God not care? Do I not hear God? Am I not asking the right prayer? 
But if you think about it this way, a papa who adores you, who says, I got an answer to that because I heard you and you just heard even some of how heaven is operating. I have answers to that. But I'll tell you what, because, because I am the Lord of time, I know, I know the right times and ways to release to you what you're asking for, not just for your good, but for the good of everyone around you. Because this is a huge, multi-level you know, thing that God is doing where he is blessing the earth and he's using you to bless the earth. So even some of your prayers that you think are maybe selfish, he's like, I want to answer those, but I want to answer them in the way and in the time that's going to bless you the most and that's going to bless the most people around you. There's something big going on, really big. I know, I know um, Doug's going to actually talk about this a little bit, but there's, there's a, I don't know how many of you were around for the, the Jesus movement, um, which was late 60s, 70s. I know Larry, my friend Larry there was because, because he's longed for it in his heart. He was there to taste it. We, I've had many conversations with him. And I want to I say this to you, Larry. What's coming is better than that. And there's a reason why you're wait, you've been waiting for it because you've been waiting for the right thing. But it's not, God never does a repeat. It's not going to look exactly the same, but, but here's what happened is, is that he was, his glory was so coming in, in, in such a degree. It was, it was just shifting atmospheres. People were, were glowing with the goodness of God. And you know what evangelism was? People were so filled up with God that they couldn't shut up. I mean, that's what, that's, it wasn't an evangelism method. They couldn't help themselves. And people would be around them and say, wow, you're glowing. I'm depressed. Can I stand next to you? Because when I stand next to you, I feel good. And they say, oh, you like that? That's Jesus. I mean, that's how evangelism was. And I'm saying that and then some is coming. And what's changed? Here's what happened. Again, I know Doug's going to speak to this more, but here's what happened is that, is that the church and the leaders, they weren't quite ready for that. And for a lot of different reasons, but I'll tell you what's changed. And this is what I really want to get to. What's changed? Because I've watched it change. There's a whole lot of fathers and mothers in place. And there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of church leaders. I have had no less than, I, I, this is not an exaggeration, than, than say two dozen significant conversations with, with key leaders in this region, say in the last month or two. That's, that's not an exaggeration. Because, because there's so much collaboration now. We're all getting it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's making us get it. That we're one family. There's a huge harvest coming in. And if we will love each other, and if we will, all the pastors will see each other as one staff of one church, there's nothing that would stop us. But it's not just about the leaders of a church. That's good. But I'm saying if, if we're, you know, if we're, we're at odds with each other, that's going to impact a lot of things, but each one of you, you are ready too. You know why I know? I was just reading this book. Coolest thing in the world. It was, it's, it's, the book is called, called, <laughs> the book is called, called by, by Mark Laberton. But he writes about a conversation with a young man who was an artist on the streets of Berkeley, but who was yearning for God led him into Mark's church one morning. So, so this man, this artist, young artist, he's like 21 years old. He says, this is what he says to Mark. He says, I go to some churches and they talk a lot about Jesus, but little about the world. I go to other churches and they talk, they talk a lot about the world, but little about Jesus. 
He says, I know lots of people like me in town. I don't need to find more of us. Like he's saying, that's not helping me. Here's what I want to know. If I hang out at your church, will I meet people actually like Jesus? And you know, I I got so excited. Because I know he was writing that to kind of challenge people. Like, folks, we can't just talk about Jesus. We've got we to gotta be so transformed that we're like him. And I, and I read that and I went, yes. Someone could come to this church and talk to any one of you. And they would be loved on without being judged. They would be accepted. You would see the treasures in them. I, again, I'd love to take credit for this. I can't because anything I've given to you, I got from the Lord. But you have said yes. You keep saying yes. You keep going deeper with him. You keep letting him have access to your hearts. And if you got judgment in your heart, you're like, Lord, I don't want judgment. Take it away. You've been in this long process. We are so ready to love on people. And they're not going to all come in the church. You know that, right? We're going to love on them where they are. And we're not going to judge them. And we're going to see the treasures. We're going to say, you're amazing. Here's why. God loves you. Here's why. Without looking at whatever that religious spirit would want to say, well, they're doing this, so that's not okay. You're not even going to look at that. You're going to love them as a child of God, and that love is going to draw them into the kingdom. And you're ready. You are so much more ready. We are ready. We're ready for that. And Lord, make us more and more ready, but we're ready. And if he's doing that here, don't you think he's doing that a few other places as well? See, he's up to something huge. So big. So big. So here, I want to end with this. And then we're going to just respond a little bit. This is, I love this verse in Hebrews 10, 39. We are not this, uh, we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we are of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Now, let me tell you what this scripture is not saying. This isn't saying that if you shrink back, if you say no to God, now you're in danger of hell's flames. That's not true. It's also not saying that, that uh, you know, if you have enough faith, then, then that's what's going to be your salvation. No, that's not true either. Jesus already saved you. What this is saying is, look, we've been made in the image of God. We have the spirit of God within us. We know what's, we know light. We have light. We're going to spread light and love. And so we're not going to shrink back because, because if we start to shrink back, if the disappointments, if the waiting on the promises, if they cause us to shrink back, we start dying. I know that because I've lived that. I've had seasons where I got disappointed and I start to shrink back. And, and then what happens? You just start dying. You're like, I, I'm made for something. I've got, to, I've got to step out again. And see, that preserves your soul. The, the very essence, your, your, your personality, who you are, starts to come back to life again. Oh, yeah, this is what I'm alive for. We are alive for revival on the earth. We are, and you're part of it. I was going to say like it or not, but just choose to like it because you're part of it. You are. You're born in just the right time. So I want, this is what I want to ask. I, I, I want we're going to make some declarations. We just heard from Susan about what our prayers are doing. God has been showing me that actually the key to part of my place of the key and, the, and each one of you, God, God's going to show you your place. He's going to teach you things.
But he's saying to me, Brent, and, and Suzanne and I have been doing a lot of this together too, is if, if, if you will come so deep into me and just get taken over by my presence and out of that comes these declarations over your region, those, that's, that is what shifts things right there. And we just, we just heard from Susan a little bit about what that looks like. Because so often I think we, we, we mistakenly think that, A, I'm too small, I can't do anything. You know, what, what, is, what does my part matter? Well, that's not true. But also sometimes we can put way too much pressure on ourselves and think, I don't have the answers. We have all these needs coming at us and, and we, get, we get shut down sometimes, right? Because we're like, I don't know how to meet all these needs. The Lord says, tell you what, just, would you just hand those things to me, come into my presence, let me start to massage your heart to life. And in this place, I'm going to tell you what to agree with. And if you'll agree with what I am doing in that person's life, you, you watch me release it. Doesn't that, doesn't that take the pressure off? Do you see how that, how that works? But we have to be in the game. We can't shrink back. We got to stay in the game. So I, I want to ask you, I want to I want to do some things up up in this up in this region together. I want us to to agree with some things together. This is what I'm asking: is it is is just to take a step of faith if you're if you want to if you're able to to come forward as a way of saying I'm I'm in the game, I'm staying in the game. Lord, I don't have all the answers. I don't. There's promises I'm still waiting on that sometimes get, get discouraging. There's times when I want to shrink back. Maybe you're shrinking back right now. I would say this is the perfect time to step out. Because your papa is here who also has a mother's heart to comfort you. So I want to invite you right now to come forward. We're going to make some declarations together. We're going to... Some, something's going to break open here. Something's going to break open here, especially if you've, been, if you've been feeling heavy, especially if you've been feeling heavy. Please come forward. Please just trust that God's going to meet you here, that something is going to happen. Thank you, Father. And right now, can I just say, before you say anything, this is so much more about him than it is about what you do. And he says, the fact that you are just saying, just by, you know, your, your body up here saying, I, Lord, I want you. Lord, I, I'm in the game. I, he's saying to you already, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. That's what he's saying to you. Thank you so much that you want to be in the, in the game, that you want to stay in this with me. So first thing, I, I, I want us together just to say, Father, I trust you. Even when I don't have all the answers. Even when I, even when my heart has been breaking because I've been waiting so long. Even when my heart has been breaking because I've been waiting for so long. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you with, with my relationships. I trust 
trust you with my relationships. I trust you with my career. I trust you with my career. I trust you with my finances. I trust you with my finances. And most of all, Lord, most I trust all, you with my heart. I trust you with my heart. And as a way of just declaring this together, we're going to sing. We're going to sing a song as a declaration Father would you just touch us just touch us Lord take courage my heart Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Hold on to your hope. Watch your triumph unfold. He's never failing. He's never failing. Take courage again. Take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Hold on. Hold on to your hope. Watch your triumph unfold. He's never failing. Never failing. Take courage again. Take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Hold on. Hold on to your hope. Watch your triumph unfold. He's never failing. He's never failing. And you who holds the stars and calls them each by name will surely keep his promise to me that I will rise in your victory. You who holds the stars. And you who holds the stars. Calls me and calls them beach by name. Will surely keep your promise to me that I will rise in your Take courage. Take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Hold on. And hold on to your hope. Watch your triumph unfolds. He's never failing. He's never failing. One more time. 
Take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Hold on. Hold on to your hope. Watch your triumph unfold. He's never failing. He's never failing. Our war is not against flesh and blood. Our war is not against flesh and blood. Our war is against the lies of the enemy. And he's sending hopelessness, and that's a lie. And he's sending faithlessness, and that's a lie. And he's sending discouragement, and that's a lie from the enemy I was just back there and I was just thinking of, did you ever watch the Wizard of Oz everyone has you know and they they're almost to Emerald City and all of a sudden they run into the field of poppies and then they start it's because the witch had cast a spell right before the victory right before they reached Emerald City and I felt like the Lord was showing me that that's the enemy trying to cast a spell over each of us and saying that there is no hope, that there is no future, and it's a lie. Our war is not against flesh and blood. And so I just break it off right now in Jesus' name, and I command every demon of hell to leave your people alone right now in Jesus' name. We break off the power of every evil spirit in Jesus' name. And Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would stop every cosmic force that would come against your people here in Jesus' name. That you would neutralize them and shut them up, Lord. Thank you. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. Well, Father, I ask, Lord, that you would pop them open. I could just see it. The Lord wants to pop you open. He wants to uncork you. Father, just uncork us, Lord, from the devices of the enemy. Just remove it. Remove the dirt. Unbury your people right now. Shh, more. Just shake it off. Shake it off. Shake your, shake your hands. Shake your head. Shake it off. Shake it off. Get off of me, enemies. Just say that. Get off of me. Get off. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive you, Holy Spirit, right now. A fresh new anointing, Holy Spirit. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. More of you, Holy Spirit. More. 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 There's some of you who have been just really, really under it. Really, really bad. I want you to raise your hand. If you felt like you've just been under the weather, raise your hand. Look at these people. Ra lay hands on them. Raise your hand if, if you've been under the weather. And I want you to lay hands on them. Father, we ask, Father, for an extra anointing of encouragement, an encouragement anointing, a hope anointing, a refreshing anointing on each of these right now in Jesus' name. And we command the enemy to stop victimizing these people in Jesus' name. Whoa, whoa. You are good enough. 
You are good enough for the blessing of the Lord. You are good enough for hope. You are good enough for joy. You are good enough for hope fulfilled and promises fulfilled. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy of God's love. You are the apple of God's love, of his heart, of his kindness. Thank you, Jesus. Comfort those that mourn, Lord. Just bring your comfort to them that have just been under siege. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Like that song said, victory. Victory. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes when we're in in the church for a while, we kind of get in loops. We get in loops of trying to prove our worthiness, and we it sneaks up on us. And just along along the lines, what, what Bill was just saying, I just feel like the Lord wants just to remind you of why He came. Why did He come to the earth? He came for you. He came as a baby, as a helpless baby. He came and he walked through a life as a human being so he could identify in every way, in everything for you. For you. He walks through everything you walk in you for you there is nothing that disqualifies you from his love nothing nothing so if there's something that's been there that's been hindering that made he took care of it it's done it's finished it's accomplished He said, don't hinder the little children from coming to me. You don't have to. So if there is something, I'm not praying enough. I'm not reading my scriptures enough. I'm whatever enough. Just come to him because he's the answer. He is the answer. He's the one who completes you. You can't complete yourself. You can't do enough. Whoa, come like a little child. Come as a child. Run to him. Every answer is in sitting on his lap and leaning on his chest and hearing his heartbeat. That's the answer to everything. That's the answer to everything. He has promised to you is sure. <laughs> Those who hunger and thirst for his righteousness and for his goodness will be satisfied. So I just pray right now, your hunger and your thirst for him and everything he, he is, let it come to the surface now. Get in touch with how hungry you are for him. And come, little children, come to him. Come to him. He is your everything. So I'm just going to declare something over you, and I and and the 
Father's given us permission as we, as we enter the throne room to declare things from heaven to earth, things that will change realities here. So I, in the name of Jesus, I open up a gate of hope over each one of you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, hope is flooding your soul right now. Right now. Right now. Hope is coming. And in the name of Jesus, I open up a gate over you, a gate of encounters with your Father, of dreams, of visions, of more encounters with Papa's heart and the mother heart of God for you. I open up that gate. I open up that storehouse. Wow, in Jesus' name, over each and every one of you. Wow. Wow. Let me just say something right here. It's whether you did or did not feel something. That's actually not the point. Some of you did, some of you didn't. But understand as something shifts, as you go home tonight, tomorrow morning, you're feeling, you're feeling a nudge from the Lord. Listen to that. That's what I'm saying. You can't make these things happen. God does it by his grace. But we do have the authority in Christ when we're, when we're abiding, when we're praying heaven to earth, we have the authority to partner with him. Wow, I'm still feeling it and causing shifts. There are shifts going on over you right now. There are assignments over you, angels assigned to you. Whoa, but even assignments, even appointments. The Father's already making appointments with you in the next coming days. Whoa that you were going to encounter him in a way where you're going to know this is different. This is different. Pay attention. Because though we can't make them happen, we get to partner with God. And part of partnering with God is, is acknowledging it, thanking him for it, saying, God, this is what I longed for. This is what I want. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord is a huge way of partnering with God. Yes, Lord. Yes, this is what I want. Yes, thank you. But those of you who know, you know if you've been in a bad place, you can't make the shift happen. It's God. But I'm saying just your, just your being here tonight, there's a hunger in your heart that you want him and your choice even to come up here and say, God, I don't know what this is about, but something in my spirit is saying yes to this. So, Lord, is there anything else? Do you have something? Do you have anything? No? Okay. Just, just let's wait just a minute. Just for one more minute, just say, Holy Spirit, is there any, wow, oh, is there anything else? Wow. So this is similar, but I really feel this in my spirit just to pray over you that I open up a gate of intimacy. 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 Intimacy with Papa, Abba, Papa, Yahweh. Intimacy with Jesus. Intimacy, wow, intimacy with Holy Spirit. And you're going to actually have encounters with each. Yes, yes, yes. Not not just one. And it's going to get better and better 
Jesus, I thank you. I, I, there's a scripture in 1 John that says if, we, if, you, if you pray, you know, according to what God wants, then you can know you already have it. If you pray according to his will, according to him, his heart, you know you already have what you've prayed. That's what I'm feeling right now because you know these prayers are, you know this is right. Your spirit knows this is right. I know it's right. Father, this is what you want. Therefore, we know that we have what we ask. Wow. I'm telling you, things are going to shift for you and not just for your sake. Though he's doing it He's doing it just because he loves you, but it's not just for your sake. It's because there's, there's <laughs> truckloads, there's millions coming into the kingdom in very short order. And the closer you are, the more they're going to be right by you and say, whatever you got, I want this. And he's doing it. God's doing it. He's getting us ready. He's preparing us. But, but also, he just wants to love on you because he wants to love on you for no other reason. So, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for the tenderness of your heart. Thank you for loving us as your kids, as your chosen, treasured children. And thank you, God, that we're not just a bunch of kids and you don't know our names. You know each one of us better than we know ourselves. <laughs> and you know what makes us tick, and you know what's going to make us happy, actually. Lord, lead us on that path. <laughs> wow. Wow. So we're just agreeing, Holy Spirit, that we, we want you to lead us. We want in all things, Holy Spirit, to be led by you. There's, there's a very fascinating scripture to believers. And that is, all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And what that means is that the Holy Spirit's going to lead you. He's going to let you know there are certain times for certain things but he will tell you at times, don't, don't go there, don't do that. Don't spend time there. He'll tell you. And not, not because God's down on you if, if you don't do it right, but because the Holy Spirit says, I really, really know what's best for you. So Holy Spirit, we want to be led. Just tell him, Holy Spirit, I want to be led by you. I want in all things, Holy Spirit, for you to lead me and direct my path. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Something, um, something really, really significant has happened, really, tonight. And I, I, don't even, I don't even know in my mind. I just know in my spirit. 
And so I want to encourage you. I, I, I just feel like there's still several of you, and I wish I could, you know, get to each one of you. But I, I think I know there's several of you that are still kind of a little bit hesitant, like, well, I sure hope something happened because it sure didn't seem like anything happened. I'm just saying, could you just, if, just, just borrow some of my faith right now because it all came from Jesus anyway. Just to say, okay, this is for me too. This isn't for everybody but me. This is for me. And that God is going to visit you in some new ways. I, I know that in my knower. In some ways that you've been longing for and asking for for a long time. And that's, as I've been sitting at my keyboard this last week, and there's just been something undeniably drawing me in, in a deeper way than I've ever been drawn before. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll get a, a one, one stanza into a song, and I'm just a sobbing mess. I can't even, I'm just praying two chords and crying. And, and in that place, suddenly I'm declaring things, and I, I'm not even thinking about declaring them. I'm just declaring them because I'm suddenly so captured by his heart. And I'm saying to you, I'm saying that to you to say that as, you're, as you um, position your heart, and what I mean by that is just the yes, Lord, this is what I want. And, I, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll, as, you, as you whisper something, I'll do that. If you call me away, I'll do that. I'm telling you, you're going to have some encounters that are coming that you can't take credit for either. I can't take any credit for, for what's happening. And I'm saying to you, it's coming, it's coming. Wow, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. These intimate moments that you've been longing for, that you're alive for, they're coming. They're here. They're here and they're coming. So, Lord, thank you. Take us deeper. Wow, in Jesus' name. Wow.